to yet another episode of the official Autodesk Inventor podcast. My name is Garen Gardner. I'm the Technical Marketing Manager for Autodesk Inventor. Today is November 9th, and this is episode number 18th. Well, over the past couple months, we've seen quite a spike in uh, listeners to the podcast. So I'd like to thank anybody that's been listening to the podcast on a regular basis and any new listeners out there. Hopefully you've found some, some good tips in here in the past. And uh, this month we're going to talk a little bit about some selection tools inside of Inventor. I was out at a, a user group meeting a couple weeks ago in Chicago, Illinois. It's put on by InCat, and Ben Curtin, he's one of the the application engineers at at InCat. He spent a bit of time on the selection tools in Inventor, and uh, you know initially I thought that it was something that that a lot of people had used and probably that they were already aware of. But come to find out, a lot of people weren't really aware of, of a lot of the tools that are found for simply selection in Inventor. So I'll mostly spend time in the assembly environment with selection tools, and uh, hopefully you'll find it beneficial. So with that, we'll jump into the tips and tricks section. So when I talk about selection tools, you'll notice if you go up to the uh, selection pull-down, there are a number of different things under there that you probably haven't really investigated or spent too much time with. So the first the first group of items there is basically ways that you can select components in Inventor just by natively going over and picking on them. So by default, uh, depending on what environment you're in, it, some of these will be default in uh, different environments. But uh, for an example, in assemblies, component priority is the default. So when I come in here, I can select. Uh, you'll notice that I have a subassembly here, and then basically the wheels are subassemblies, and I can just select everything at the top level. I also can come in and select part priority and burrow down into a part. So some of the, the nice advantages of these tools, I'm going to go to component priority, which is the default behavior. And let's say that I wanted to come into this bulkhead here. So basically, I'd need to come in and double click once, twice, three times, actually four times to go into this particular part. So this probably isn't uncommon from a lot of your assemblies and what you're working on. So the really nice thing about this is I'm going to return, in fact, another little tip, you'll notice that I can hit the drop down and go re and uh, return to top. This was something new added to Inventor 2008. But we'll return up to the top. And then I'm going to go to part priority where I can actually select the bulkhead and jump right to that component. So I, I basically minimize having to go through all of those sub-assemblies. So that's a really quick way to have access to that part. Now I also have the ability, let's return up a level or we'll return to the top. And notice that when I hit return it, it remembers how I went into that state so I didn't have to return up each level. Now if I did want to return each level, I could say return to parent. You'd notice that it would allow me to step up each way. So I have return, which remembers how I got there, and then I have return to parent, or I also have return to top. So a couple of really great, great ways to do that. 
So also another great one is to come in to feature priority. It may be that we have this pocket here that we want to make a, a quick modification to. So you'll notice that I can go in and actually edit the sketch of that or the feature without ever having to edit the part first. And then I could come in and maybe I wanted to change the thickness of this to be something like two millimeters. Instead of punching that all the way through, I just wanted to put a little pocket in there. So a couple of, of quick ways to jump around and have access to components you want without having to burrow in each step. Uh, you also have select face and edge and then sketch feature. So just filters out everything but face and edges or sketches. Now you also have, I'm going to jump down, uh, we'll talk a little bit about this visibility as we're going through some of these others, but uh, enable pre-highlight is also a nice one, especially if you have a space ball. Uh, I've got a space ball hooked up to my computer and before I do a pre, let's turn pre-highlight off. So you'll notice as I'm moving around it's actually highlighting different components. We'll go to component priority and it's trying to highlight as I move it around. So as I have a, a 3D space wheel, you'll notice that it's trying to constantly pick up those components. So if you're using some type of space navigator you can actually come in turn pre-highlighting off so now you'll notice as I'm rotating this around that it's not picking up those. You'll see it's flashing a little bit but it's not really picking up uh, it's not picking up those at uh, as it's rotating around. So this is a, a really nice way to minimize it picking up a lot of that information. Then when you want you can go in and actually select it. So that'll help a little bit if uh, again if you're using one of the 3D navigators. So let's come down to uh, something like select all occurrences. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go into part priority. In fact, let's edit or open up this subassembly first. And I have a view rep here. So we're just going to go to default view rep. And then I have a number of different components in here that uh, let's say that we have this socket and uh, this ball joint and we actually want to be able to grab all of those ball joints and turn them off. So one of the ways that I can do that is I can select it, I can pre-select it if I choose and notice we're in part priority so if this was a couple levels deep I could still do this. I could go to part priority, tell it that we want to do select all occurrences and we can see here now that it's selecting all the different occurrences of that. Now if I wanted to I could just say let's isolate that and I could see all the occurrences. It looks like they're just in the back right now. I can see all the occurrences that I just selected. So, you know, this is really nice if you have a standard fastener that maybe you're wanting to get rid of them or you're wanting to see how many of them are in your design or number of different things. You can just select it, tell it to get all occurrences, and it'll automatically get those for you. Um, from here, we also have constraint to. So let's grab something like this A arm and I'm just going to go in and tell it to grab everything that's constrained to that and then I also can come in and tell it to isolate so you'll notice by isolating it turns everything off so it's only showing the components that are constrained to that particular component this is great uh, oftentimes you know if I have any constraint failures or if I'm just trying to figure out how somebody put something together this is a really nice way to be able to do that so we'll undo isolation go back to normal we also have a component size. So this might be that 
you know we want to uh, we want to select all the small components in our in our design and turn them off so I could select a component and it'll automatically pick up the volume of that particular component or I could just key in a number so we may say something like anything that is bigger or smaller than 15 cubic inches or centimeters whatever it's set to it'll pre-highlight those so you can see what it's what it's going to do and then you'll also notice that you have uh, quite often I get a question on what's this compact selection set so this is if if you're at a part priority and you're doing a select component and there are multiple sub-assemblies if you were to select all the components in a sub-assembly as well as the assembly it's going to compact everything as an just selecting the one assembly it's not going to select all the sub-components so it's going to be a little bit faster performance and give you a little bit better selection than selecting all the individual components inside of that sub-assembly so it just compacts those so we can see in here we can select by size so again, oftentimes as I'm trying to create view reps or LOD reps, this is a really nice one if I'm trying to, to really minimize the detail in a design, maybe for some drawings or you know just to lighten it up. This is a really quick way for me to do it. I can tell it to, to minimize everything or to uh, turn everything off that's uh, below a certain size, and I can get rid of it easily. So you know you, you can uh, you can select all of those, and then if I wanted, you could actually use another one that uh, we can do an invert selection and isolate just those so now we've been able to turn off all the other components I could have actually gone in and just right clicked and turned visibility off but that uh, that's a great spot to see how you can use invert selection so now I've turned off all the smaller components anything smaller than 15 cubic uh, I believe it's millimeters that we're working in here um, in fact yeah it is so from there, let's undo our our uh, isolation, bring all of those components back, and then let's go to component offset. And this is a really interesting one. Let's say that we have uh, the front bumper here that I want to select it, and then basically around that front bumper, I want to determine how big of an area that I want to select. So you'll notice that I get a box, and I can just drag this box and change the size of it to kind of suit whatever size I want and uh, you'll notice that it, it's easy for me to click and drag that around now a little trick if you hold the alt key down I can actually drag individual faces so you can do kind of a uniform scale or hold the alt key and you can drag it uh, individually or any of those individual faces you also have the ability to, uh, to include partial contained so this is really just a, a crossing or a windows type of 3D selection similar to what you do in, in sketching so once I would select something like that I could actually select all of those components and isolate it so I'm just looking at the front end of this car so you know I don't know if, if you guys have used these before but it's one of those things the more I use them the more I, areas I really find that they're, they're great and I also like the fact that uh, if you haven't used representations much you know I can come in and, and save one of these so I can say well so now let's create a new representation and we may name this front and we may even want to lock it so let's get a, a view that we really like we'll just go to uh, an isometric view and then lock it down so it's not going to let me if I put a new component in here it's not going to add it to this particular view it's going to have uh, the visibility of it turned off 
So from here you'll notice that if I go to something like belt or we've probably got a handful of other things turned off but let's go to <clears throat> something like default and uh, let's um, let's turn everything on so I'm going to tell it all visible and then we'll go down to the one that we just created which is front and you can see as I step through any of these that I can see different view reps and then that front that we created so a lot of these selection tools it, make it, it makes it really nice for us to create pre-saved selections that we can use or pre-saved uh, views that we can use at any time let's go back to uh, default with pretty much everything on and we're just about done with a lot of these uh, a lot of these tools we also have a sphere offset so it may be that we just want to focus in on the, the front end you know one side of of the suspension so it gives me a sphere instead of a cube and i can drag that sphere to be larger or smaller again i can do include partially contained and i can tell it to do the compact selection set if i choose so we may drag that to about that size and select just just those components we can isolate it so we can see what that looks like and from here we also have select by plane so we may want to say well everything in front of this particular plane i want to turn it on or off <clears throat> so you'll see what what that looks like it's basically selecting everything through that plane and again if i want to include everything that that plane is actually touching i can do that as well so <clears throat> that's pretty much about it you also have the external components and internal components so you know in this example if i turned on the cover i could tell it to to basically turn every you know turn off all the internal components so that uh, i really was only seeing the shell and it allows you to have a percentage so you, you know oftentimes like the shell i would still have it, it's not watertight i can still see into this so you know it may be that i need to set it to 90% or 80% internal to uh to to grab everything that i want and turn it off so just some some really nice capabilities some nice tools that you can go in and select different things that you want and uh, if you haven't used a lot of these things I encourage you to play with them and uh, they're they're really nice tools now also another another nice feature that um, during the user group meeting one of the the members in the user group wanted to know if you could select all of the the um, component center files so you know you have a lot of nuts bolts washers and he basically wanted to be able to select all the standard content center files and then turn everything else the visibility of it off now we have the the opposite of that so you'll notice that if you go to the uh, LOD reps or I believe uh, it doesn't look like we have it under view reps but you can turn all the content center files basically you can suppress all the content center files so we don't have it in view rep which might be a, a nice thing to add but if you want to be able to just turn the visibility of everything else off other than the content center files one of the things that you can do is go into our find tool so you'll notice that in our model panel you'll notice there's a, a, a pair of binoculars you can select that and this basically has uh, different search criteria that you can do so one of the ways that we found that we could do this is if you come in and look for the bomb structure we can tell it that the condition is exactly 
and we want to be able to look for purchased components. Now this is just one of the many things you can do with this. You can virtually select anything in your browser and, and <clears throat> select it, highlight it, delete it, do whatever you want to do. So in this case we want to be able to look through all the part and assembly and drawing files and look for anything that has bomb structure of purchased and we want to find it. So let's pull this off to the side we'll add this criteria so you can see here in my list that it has a criteria and I'm going to tell it to find it so right there it actually went in and found all of my standard components and I'm just going to do an isolate so you'll notice in just a, a couple of clicks I was able to do that now I'm probably not set at um, one of the things that I may want to do here is set to part priority let's do that again I'm going to do an undo isolation and let's do a, a quick find for looks like we're already set here so let's just do a find now and then we'll isolate and for some reason those are set as purchase parts but basically in fact let's go up one level and I'm gonna try this same thing so I, I did this a little bit earlier and got the results that I wanted from it <clears throat> so basically we have the bomb structure we'll do a find now and then let's let's isolate that so we can see in here that um, if I set it to part priority it's going in grabbing just those standard fasteners, nuts, bolts, washers, whatever, and allowing me to, to have the visibility of, that, of, uh, of them on. Now you can also save this as a, a saved search, so I could do something like standard parts or content center, whatever you wanted. So then at any point I could come in and say open a search and select for those standard parts. So again, just a great way to be able to, to do some quick searches, find, and, uh, and utilize your data. Well, that concludes yet another episode of the official Autodesk Inventor podcast. Thanks for listening, and hopefully you found some nice capabilities in Inventor with some of the search capabilities. They've been built in for some time. However, from talking to a lot of different users, they're things that, that maybe haven't been discovered so much recently. So if you get a chance, it's a great little thing to go in and play around with them, and I think that you'll find many areas that they can benefit you, especially coupled with, with things like view reps and LOD reps. So with that, if you have any comments, concerns, things that you'd like to see on the podcast, definitely shoot me an email. You can do that at inventor.blog.feedback at autodesk.com. And also you can check out the In the Machine blog out on our manufacturing portal. So with that, over the last week, I was able to receive an email from Andrew Canfield. He's an Inventor user, and he had requested or uh, asked that we do something with large assemblies, preferably with derived components. So next month, I'm actually going to try to set up something that we can take advantage of, uh, of derived assemblies, spend a little bit of time with uh, perhaps some of the LOD reps and, and some things to, to lighten the perform or better the performance on Inventor with large assemblies. So again, hopefully you enjoyed the, the show, and feedback is greatly appreciated. And until next time, we'll talk to you later.